Hello and welcome to the Outside and Active podcast. My name is Dom and I'll be playing host to conversations tailored for those who love the outdoors. Thank you for joining me on this adventure where I speak to a whole host of interesting guests with inspiring stories. For our next stop on this adventure, we are joined by Nigel Jones, who proved that it's never too late to turn your life around. Nigel found his why when he swapped the casual drink for walks in the wild. His story is a brilliant example of how you can transform your health and happiness starting with one simple change, which is taking a break from alcohol. Nigel's a coach and mentor specializing in self-development, motivation, mindfulness, movement, alcohol-free living and habit change. He helps clients to hone their values, beliefs and goals to find their purpose, aiding their well-being and self-development. He's on a mission to share his journey to motivate, educate and inspire as many people as possible to take a break from alcohol and ultimately to live their best life. Nigel's been sober since December of 2020 and is on an incredibly long consecutive run of walking nine kilometers before 9am every single morning. We take a dive in this podcast into his journey and learn things which listeners can actually implement into their own lives. So really looking forward to getting into this conversation. You can find out more about Nigel and his book, Walking Back to Happiness, after this podcast by heading to his website at www.9kmby9am.com. So with that, let's get straight into this week's episode. Nigel, welcome to the Outside and Active platform. How are you doing? I'm good. Great to be on. Thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure. We're going to start this podcast with a piece of advice that is coming from Shakira Akabusi. And um, she was on the podcast and she spoke about, she's very knowledgeable and experienced about how uh, women going through pregnancy and after pregnancy can be active and very knowledgeable, very interesting. But her piece of advice for you is to value the benefits of what the natural world has to offer. And I think that knowing knowing you and what we're going to speak to today, I think that is exactly what you'll be able to take that advice and exactly probably what, what you live to as well with the natural world. So starting kind of around that, what is your favorite part about being outside and active? There are so many. Um, uh, I, I basically live my life by by being outside. Um, if I had to choose one, it's probably what I do a lot of at the moment, which is is forest bathing, uh, which is which in, in Japanese is called Shinrin Yoku, uh, which means, funnily enough, bathing in the forest. <laughs> um, and that's something I do on a, on a regular on a daily basis um uh, when i when i go for my daily walks which normally start around about 5 30 each day so yeah if i had to choose one thing it would be uh being at one with nature um blending my all my senses into the the nature around me and that exactly ties in with shakira's advice to you as well so that that, that works out quite nicely yeah perfect <laughs> so how do you describe to people who you are, what you do, and how 9KM by 9AM came about. Yeah, yeah, sure. So so basically, I'm, I'm an author, um, I'm a, a life coach, and, uh, and I walk every day, um, nine kilometers before nine o'clock uh, each morning. Um, and this, this started fairly recently, um, uh, about 18 months ago, I started doing the walks. Um, and it's it's tied really into uh, the fact that uh, in late December uh, twenty, or in late twenty twenty, in December twenty twenty, I I decided to uh, take a break from alcohol, uh, and 
take a look at my life and 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 try to get fitter and be healthier. Um, and I, I initially started with like a, a 28 day challenge um, to to stop to stop drinking, um, and I just absolutely loved it. I mean, my 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 whole outlook on life changed, and I I was doing something called the One Year No Beer Challenge, um, uh, which I think has got. 20, 25,000 people doing it. It's quite, quite a big, big thing. Um, so it wasn't like a small organization. Mm-hmm. You were immediately in with like 25,000 other people who were, who'd stopped, stopped drinking. And, and I, they were all on different challenges. So the one, they, there was a, the, the first one is a 28 day. Then if you do that, you can upgrade to a 90 day. And if you do that, you can upgrade to a 365 day. So I, I went through that process and um, the further I got, down the road the, the the healthier i was feeling every day um and that that actually manifested itself in in me starting to um look at my fitness and and starting i started going for walks um and they 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 went up from 1k to 2k and eventually they become uh, became at least 9k a day and we will take a, take a deeper dive into why that came about and everything about the walks and, and stuff like that. But then going back to when you were younger, what was your relationship with physical activity like when, when you were younger? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Cardiff um, uh, in the, the 1970s and, uh, and 19, early 1980s. And at school, I, I played, played rugby, uh, football, um, I was very active as a kid, um, but I suppose when I went to university, uh, I, I, I didn't I didn't sort of continue with like the sports side of things um, and became more of a social animal, should we say? And I, I started uh, I was playing playing guitar in a band, and I was sort of you know basically doing stuff which I suppose involved going out and enjoying myself every night. Um, and uh, I put the the sports side of things very much on the back burner, even though I did sort of still play a bit of golf. Um, it was really, I, I was, I was nowhere as active as I was uh, as when I was, you know, when I was, when I was a teenager. Um, and I, I think what I, I sort of fell into, which a lot of people do is this sort of uh, um, fact that, you know, when you're at work, you, 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 I was in the public relations business and the, the media business, um, in large agencies working for, you know, big clients and, um, going out and socializing and in, enjoying yourself in restaurants and bars was just part of the parcel. And I ended up doing that for 35 years. Um, and, uh, what suffered was really my health and fitness, um, and it, it wasn't until really a couple of years ago that I really thought to myself, God, I really need to stop and take a, a long, hard look at myself and uh, and 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 do something about it. And I realized that the, the the one thing that I could stop, which would probably change everything and did change everything, was was taking alcohol out of my diet. Um, and I've never looked back, to be honest. I mean, I've I've lost about. Um, over four stone or 30 percent of my body weight um i was around 17 and a half stone and i'm now sort of down to around about the 13 mark and still heading south which is great um and walking has really uh you know given me my life back um and and it's just absolutely amazing and and so 
So what I've been doing over the last year is writing a book about all this uh, called Walking Back to Happiness. Um, and it, it is there for people who want to uh, take a break from the booze or, or, or who are sober curious um, and want to get fit again. Um, and uh, it worked for me. And if I can do it, I can tell you, any, anybody can do it. So it was, um, uh, and so, yeah, I spent, I pretty much spent the last 18 months writing that and, and now it, it's, it's just recently come out. So a lot of people will have go through periods where they have a difficult relationship with alcohol and some people like yourself find ways to deal with that. But for you, what was, was there a specific moment or was there a specific time where you went, this needs to stop? Or was it just, I want to change. Alcohol is probably centric to the reason why I am struggling. I'm going to take that out. Yeah, I think I, w- I would classify myself as a middle lane drinker. And I think there's quite a lot of people out, out there who are like that. I mean, I, I, the stats from um, the, the alcohol change is something like there's 30 million people in the UK who drink regularly, which is which is which is a really crazy high number. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, w- I wasn't like pouring whiskey on my Weetabix or anything, stuff like that. It was more like I was drinking you know, a couple of large glasses of wine every night. Um, and, but when you, when you get to like sort of 50, that's a lot and it starts to really take its toll. Um, and it was a regular thing, you know, it was almost like I was being triggered at sort of six o'clock every night after finishing work, like to have a glass of wine. And then that became two and maybe three. And it was like, you know, a a night in front of Netflix or or whatever. And it, it wasn't a healthy lifestyle. Um, and, uh, I, I just decided that I was going to actually change and I'd, I'd probably had thousands of day, what, what I would call day ones over, over the 35 years when I thought, yeah, yeah I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. But you know, I, I never did. Um, I might've got to day three and, and felt so healthy that I got to day three, um, that I rewarded myself with a drink, which was sort of like completely the wrong thing to do. But, um, and I, I'm not alone in that. I know just through coaching and speaking to other people, a lot of other people that, that, that is quite a normal thing for people to do. Um, and so, what what was enlightening for me was um, just sort of uh, waking up this one day in in December, and I thought, right, that's it, I'm I'm going to do it. Um, and I think it was a mixture of the fact that I was in my mid fifties, um, my my body really couldn't take it anymore, and I decided that I really wanted to, you know, be the best person I could be. Um, and the only way I could really do that was to start looking after myself. Um, uh, and I, I, so I, I'd known for years that alcohol is not good for you. Um, but it, that was the day I sort of said, right, I'm really, really going to believe this now. I'm not going to put it off any longer. And and it, and it's been just uh, like a like a new life. I mean, I mean, there's this great saying from from Mark Twain, uh, the writer who, who basically says that the the two most important days in your life are, are the day you were born and the day you found out why. Uh, and 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 yeah, that day I found out why was was in December 2020. It's really interesting you say that. Now. I was going to bring that up later because it's actually on your website, that specific quote. And I was going to ask, why is it so? I mean, knowing your story, obviously know how that does relate to you but I think it's really important 
it can be really important for people that are listening and quite inspiring actually just to say it again the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day uh, the, and the day that you find out why and for you the day that you found out why was that day when you said i'm just going to go outside i'm going to stop drinking and i'm going to walk and so that first day talk us through it yeah so so the the first the first month for me was um so it, it's almost like the the second day is, is the big day because you actually haven't had any alcohol the night before so 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 you sort of wake up like really fresh uh, and that was the day I started doing like the uh, well, basically, my plan was to see if I could run one kilometer and what time I could do it in. And and it was a terrible performance on day one. I mean, I think I managed to sort of um, jog 200 meters of the thousand meters, you know, and, and walk the rest and in a, in, a, in, a, in a crazy time of about almost 12 minutes. Um, you know, bear in mind, I was probably 17 and a half stone and um uh, you know things had to change but you know i put myself on that trajectory and by the end of month 1 i could run the whole kilometer um with without stopping and and i i'd knocked something like 4 minutes off my time so again it's not no, no one needs to worry about um me having a career in athletics but it was <laughs> sort of like you know uh, i was very proud of myself that i'd done that um uh, but I decided that I decided that I didn't want to run. I wanted to walk because we, we a couple of reasons. Because um, I think as you get older, obviously your, your knees your knees are not as strong, and I just felt that walking was easier on my body. Uh, and also, you can well, I can anyway. I can take more in if I'm walking. I can see more around me, um, and because a, a large part of what I do is is meditating. So so I, I, I tend to meditate at least fifteen to 20 minutes um, of the two hour walks that I do each morning. And and it is easier, again, in my view, to meditate if you're walking as opposed to running. And why is it nine kilometres to the way you're at now? Why nine kilometres and why before 9am? Yeah, sure. So, so, so basically, um, uh, the distances were getting longer and longer um, uh, as I was getting fitter and fitter. And 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 um, I started doing these virtual challenges, uh, which were like um, uh, the first one I did was walking from Land's End to John O'Groats. So every step you do on your on your foot on your, in, in, in reality, mm. it gets logged on your phone and then that gets knocked off the distance between Land's End and John O'Groats. And I was actually I ended up in a race, really, with my sister who was doing it as well, even though I didn't tell her I was racing. You know, these things become highly competitive. Um, And I'd worked out that if I was going to win it, I needed to do 15,000 steps a day, every day. Um, And if I put that system in, I would would overtake her and get to John O'Groats quicker than her. Um, And so I started doing that. uh, And 15,000 steps for me is almost nine kilometers it's about it's exactly nine kilometers roughly so that was the 9 km bit of it that was the reason why that came in and the nine o'clock was um because i obviously i run my own company um i I wanted to be you know in the office by nine and so i did my nine my fifteen thousand by 8 30 or by nine o'clock um, but 9km by 9am had a better ring to it than 15,000 by nine o'clock. So, so, so that, that's where it comes from. There's a, there's a couple of points I'd like to pick out from, from what you said that I think could be a, a great learning points and inspirational to people that might be listening 
and I wouldn't want to put anyone in an age category, but people that might think, oh, it's, it's no point in me starting to walk or do exercise now. There's no point in me stopping doing alcohol now or drinking alcohol now. This is just, I've spoken to family members that have said similar things. No, I can't do it. And the biggest frustration is no, but you can do it. And people like yourself are examples of, doesn't matter what period of your life that you pick something up, there will be a way that you will be able to make a change and be active. And I think a lot of people think if I need to change my life, if I need to be active, I need to go to the gym, I need to start running marathons, I need to start doing all of these crazy things and spending hours and hours and doing, I know walking nine kilometers does take a period of time, but I think it's important to go walking is a very simple thing that you can do, which is benefiting you almost just as much as running in a different way. It it allows you, like you said, to take, smell the roses you walk by, take in nature and also is something that you can achieve before the working day starts at nine o'clock, whether that be nine kilometers or whether that be, a 20 minute walk or out from your house and back. And I think that's, that's really, really important. And I think something to, that people can take away from your story. And it, it would be interesting to know, because I know a lot of, like you touched on it earlier is it's difficult to go back that second day. And what is it for you that keep, what is your motivation to keep getting up every single day and doing what you're doing for the last, how has it been 15 months? Yeah, it's a bit longer than that. And it's a great question because, you know, one of the, the first things, one of the major chapters of the book, I, I call it Get Wise About Your Whys. Um, <laughs> and it's so important important to have a why or a goal. Um, and what keeps me going really is showing up for my the people that I love, like my, my children, my, my wife, uh, my 90-year-old mother, um, and uh, this new health uh, and fitness I've found, um, I could not have got to this if I'd still been drinking alcohol um, because that one change of taking it out has made me look at my diet. I've been a, I've been I've been a vegetarian for nine months now, um, uh, I'm pretty much almost 100 percent plant based. Um, I've, you know, I'm walking, I'm eating differently. I look at my nutrition. I sleep seven hours a night. I really have limited anxiety because of the meditation and the mindfulness. Um, I'm not saying I'm like a, a Buddhist monk or anything, but I am definitely a much calmer person who's put, um, healthy living as one of his core values. And because that's in my value base, I always ask myself, what, what would a healthy person do in this situation? Would they go and have like pie and chips at the fish and chip shop? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> would, they, would, they, would they sort of go and have a couple of pints of beer or, 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 or go drinking? Probably not. And so I do things that are in line with my values. Um, and this, this you know, words of wisdom or whatever comes from uh, uh, a Buddhist teaching, which is basically that um, all all our lives uh, or whatever it is we do are governed by our, our intentions. So if you if you intend to go for a walk uh, every day, then you will be healthy. If you intend to drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes every day, then you won't be healthy, or there's a high chance that you won't be healthy. And and the saying effectively is, is that, that your intentions become uh, the deed, 
the deed becomes the habit. The habit becomes um, uh, the, your character and your character can become your destiny. And so, so just from that simple um, intention, your, your whole life is laid out before you. And, and really intentions are controlled by what you believe and what your values are. So what I did back to your question on my why's, why do I do this is, is I, I decided that my story was no longer that I am a drinker or I am unhealthy. My story became that I am a healthy person who cares about their family and, and their, their body and their well-being. And because that was my value base, I started living by it and actually doing intending to be that person. And over time, over over, I think uh, the, the neuroscience has put it down to something like 62 days to build a new habit. Um, but really, within two months, I was convinced 100 percent in myself that I was now a healthy person. And so I started living my life. Well, I'd already started it, but now I really believed it. And when you believe it, it's game over that you are that. And then, and that's what you do. And there's no going back. Um, and so for me now, getting up at 5.30 uh, or five o'clock is, is my new habit. Um, and I actually really enjoy doing it. So it, it's not like a chore. Um, I don't even think about it that way. I'm actually really excited about the fact. I know this sounds crazy if you're not, but once you're in this space in your mind, I, I get really excited about, it. you know, in the, yeah. the night before I lay out my clothes. Um, I, 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 I'm really looking forward to the sunrise and, and it does, but lots of people just can't believe I can do this, but I, anyone can do it. You just got to learn how to do it. Uh, and, and it. And it is very straightforward once you know why. And, and that, that, that's what I do with my coaching business is I help people change. I help them through habit change. And it's really down to the line, you know, change your change your story, change your life. It's really interesting you talking about the progression of that first day where you could barely run a kilometer or it was intermittent. And mm. now you're at the stage where you're in a, routine and look that doesn't have to be every day for every single person it can be in a different distance or in a different form but you're in yeah. a routine and you're looking forward to doing that activity and I think a lot of people can take inspiration if they're at the beginning of that journey or want to take that journey but I also think a lot of people including myself will completely uh, understand where you're coming from when you're saying that I look forward to doing it I look forward to exercise because I know it's going to benefit me but it's also just part of who I am and it's my why if I'm coming at it from a devil's advocate point of view with specifically to walking and people may say, oh, the monotony of walking and just what, like, how, how do you find ways of keeping it fresh? Uh, I, there's no two days are the same. Um, I mean, there's, I, I again, I, I take, I take inspiration from uh, lots of things, but J Japanese philosophy is a really good, good way to sort of answer this question. Uh, in, in Japan, they have um, 72 micro seasons, uh, whereas here we have four, you know, spring, summer, autumn, winter. There they split the, the, the year into five seasons of five days. Uh, and, and the reason for doing that is because it allows you to notice the small, minute changes that are happening around you. 
So so you can actually in that five day period, it might be the mist starts to rise is the name of that season or or, or the the daffodils appear is another season or the, um, the the salmon swim upstream is another season. But But they only last five days. And the beauty of these Japanese seasons is the, that you actually start to look around you of what's going on and it makes you more present. It makes you more like you want to live in the now. So, so uh, whereas you've got summer, it's too wide. It's like you don't really notice what's going on because it's like three months. But as well as you, if you've got like a season, which is five days and you know about it, and you read about it and you go, oh, what's happening next season and this season? It's fantastic. So so I, I've read um, I read the, the Japanese seasons. Uh, there is an app on this um, uh, and uh, uh, every five days. So I know what's going on in Japan. And then um, I basically uh, link that into the UK. So I, I, I try to notice. Well, it's not hard to notice the smaller changes that are going on around me. Um, and that that really I just noticed so much about um, the world I live in just by walking down these country lanes uh, and opening my eyes. Um, we, 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 the, we, walk, we walk around a lot, not seeing anything around us uh, because we're too blinkered. We're on, we're on a hamster wheel just going round and round and round. Whereas, whereas if you look up and look around, there is just so much happening and mindfulness and, and, and meditation help you do that massively. Uh, and it's and it's not just seeing things; it's hearing things as well. I mean, um, sound meditation and mindfulness is just a fantastic um, uh, thing to do. Where you you just walk down a, 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 a walk in a park, or walk down a road, or walk down a in a, in a in a wood or a forest, and just listen to all the different things that are around you. And that could be, you know, the sound of your footprints, you know, over the twigs. It could be the birds. It could be the rustle of the wind through the leaves or the raindrops falling on the floor. I mean, there are there are thousands of thousands of noises. And but if you're not thinking about them, they're not there. But if you start to think about them, i.e. you become more present about them and you give them space in your mind, then your whole world just becomes a better place. And you've spoken a lot about the physical impact it's had in a positive sense on you taking this journey but what has been the benefit on your mental well-being since starting this oh absolutely huge i mean i just uh it's just uh, unbelievable how far i believe i've come um in a mental wealth uh perspective from a mental wealth perspective i think um again i i i liken this to sort of um I've read a lot about um, uh, meditation and mindfulness, and and there's a great, um, again, Asian saying that that, um, everyone should meditate at least um, 20 minutes a day. Uh, And if you don't have the time, then you should do an hour, Um, which I just think was I thought was really great. Um, And uh, I I liken meditation really for me. It's all about meditation. there's some statistic that that we have something like 58,000 individual thoughts each day. That's a lot. I mean, it's like almost like it's over one a second, I think, if you work it out. And so so basically our minds are just racing with information um, that's just going going through the, through the mind continually. So there's no space in your mind because it's just full up with this these junk thoughts because a lot of them, 
are just the same thing over and over again. And a lot of them also are things about the past or the future. So their worries about something that's already gone or frets about something that might never happen. Um, and so, and again, another statistic is that we're, we're thinking about the past or the future, maybe 50% of the time. So if you can actually um, uh, get that down to maybe only 10% or 5%, then you're pretty much almost doubling your life because you're getting that, you get that 50% back. Um, and I just, I just think that, that through mindfulness or the practice of actually slowing, you know, through your breathing or using that as an anchor to actually start to sort of clear your minds of the thoughts, you can actually start to find the space between your thoughts. Uh, and a, a, an easy way to sort of get into this is to think that the, of it as like there are thousands and thousands of TV channels. Um, and, and most of those channels um, we're just like, I've just got rubbish on them, just firing through our minds every day. Uh, but there's only one channel called the Discovery Channel. And if you turn that channel on, it allows you to sort of uh, find that space between your thoughts and actually tune into uh, where you're emptying your mind. And if you do that on a regular basis, um, it starts to have massive effects on the way you live your life um, in on, in normal day to day uh, Feelings. So rather than um, uh, react to a situation, um, I would definitely say that I now respond. So, so, so my window of reaction has probably gone up from uh, a millisecond <laughs> to contemplating the answer before I give it. And it might be 10 seconds, uh, but it's definitely space. And that space, I think, gives you an edge and it gives you a, a real edge internally as a calmer person about your own anxiety and feelings and, and the way you just deal with others and, and are with others um a good example of this is is like road rage you know if i i, I used to get that a lot um uh i i don't suffer from it at all anymore um and i think it's down to meditation and not drinking and just being a calmer person so you know, if someone overtakes you, or, you know, a lot of people like, oh, what the hell is he doing? He's getting in my way and beep, beep, beep on the horn. But that's just a complete sort of like fuzz, really, that a lot of us are in because we've we've not been able or had the time or known how to calm our minds. And uh, I think if you if you train your mind to be calmer, then you don't jump into those things. You 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 you, you let it go. Uh, it's not important. Um why should it be important to you? Um, and so, so yeah, definitely walking has allowed me to um, be more mindful uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So, so basically, I, I think I must have done um, at least 20 minutes of meditation a day for the last sort of, you know, almost two years. So it's, it's a lot of time, which, which I'm sort of like calming my mind. And that does really, it works. It does make you feel calmer. Yeah, that's 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 the interesting bit is that from, from someone who would go, oh, I don't have time to do it or I can't just settle down for 20 minutes yeah. to do it. Again, it's that same thing of getting out and walking. It's just having the almost confidence to go, no, I will spend this 20 minutes kind of cleansing thoughts and just relaxing because like you said, it will have that benefit in the long run. Yeah. And, and you know, what? I, I, there's this if there is a tip or someone I, I, I would plug on this is it's a lady called Tara Brach, who's basically an American psychologist. And she's just an expert in mindfulness. Um, and she, she has a, a, a website with free practice where you can just do her 
15, 20 minutes of meditations. Um, but she's great. And she, she taught me something which was um, uh, about fear, for example. Um, so, so, so fear, uh, we all, when, when we get fearful, uh, we, we all tend to be like, get really worried and it not, knocks us up and gives us pain in our stomach or racy heart. And, and to deal with fear, you can deal, you can deal with it basically through mindfulness very easily. Um, and she said, uh, which I think is a, is a, is a, such a great line, is, is that the, the fear is only there because it's our friend. Uh, and and if, you, if you think about it, um, our bodies are designed to sort of run away or, or fight. So it's fight or flight. And so if, if something like a, a bear jumped out of the woods to kill us, we'd like have an immediate fear and we'd either run or we'd fight it. Um, but the fears we get today might be from someone talked about us in the office or, or someone, you know, yeah. sent a bad email or something like that. But it's and it's not it's not resolved. So, you know, we didn't run away from the bear. It's still there and we're keeping it. Um, and the reality is, is that that fear is there really to protect us. But we don't look at it that way. We look at it as a negative. So if we start looking at the fear as actually a friend um, and then bring mindfulness practice to that fear, then it's so much easier to get over and to actually to realize that it's not important. And, and once you realize that through, you know, having a much more mindful approach to it, you can overcome loads and loads of negative emotions um, uh, in the whole of your life, whether that's anger, fear, you know, envy, whatever it is, they just diminish or they become smaller and smaller and smaller, the more mindful you become. Circling back round to the walking, two prong question. What sort of places do you like to go and walk? And then the other side of that, what has been your best moment and you can take best in whatever definition that you may, what's sure. been the best moment you've had in this journey? On the, from the walking perspective, um, I love walking next to water. Um, uh, just walking along the seafront. Um, so where I live here, I can get to Hythe and Folkestone pretty quickly in the car, like 15 minutes. So I regularly do those walks. Um, I can also get up to the Thames Estuary near Faversham and walk along the old Saxon way there. Um, this, and there's also river walks along the side of um, uh, the Stour River, the Great Stour River on the way to Canterbury. There is just something special or, um, and again, I think it's in our genes and our DNA and our evolution about water, you know, just being next to it because, you know, in, from the old tribes, we, we lived near next to water. We had to, because, you know, we needed it to drink or to, to, to bathe it. Um, and so being next to water, walking next to water is, is always good for me. I love that. Uh, that's, that, that, that's, that's a, a definitely up there. I get a high score on a walk. Um, one of the best things I've done recently uh, was I walked up Snowden by myself um, up the Lamberis Pass. And that was just like a spiritual moment for me, really. I mean, it, it was just it was so good taking on this mountain and and getting to the top of it and but respecting it as well for what it is. I mean, you know, people die up there and, and OK, it's not Everest and it's not like Kilimanjaro. But and, and but for me, it was, you know, I felt I felt like. God, that was a real challenge for me. And I did it. And I, you know, it took me like some like six hours up and down 15 and a half kilometers. Um, and, 
and it was it was it was raining and 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 um and cloudy so i didn't get the great views which you normally would get up there but it it was just worth it for the the accomplishment i felt getting to the top of the mountain um but also i i learned quite a lot you know just walk, walking up you're almost like a student and you're asking everyone on the way down how far is it to go you know is it much further you know oh, what's it like up there is it sunny and there's loads and loads of questions and then and then on the way down it's different you've got everyone asking you questions and they're going like oh what's it like up there what's it like and you become the master um so it was like it, it was it was just a, a full bag of like emotions um, of going up and down and, and just enjoying enjoying the summit as well. So, yeah, th- but there's been loads of stuff. But if I had to pick two, it would be the water and, and the mountain. So then talking about the book, Walking Back to Happiness, where did this come about and and how proud of you that you've put that together? Uh, extremely proud. I mean, it, it was a labour of love, really. Um, uh, so, so after about uh, two months of going alcohol free, I, I decided that, wow, I need to tell other people about this. Um, this is a really big secret that I really did not know what this was like, and and I just thought um, I, I struggled for years to sort of get to the fun side of the island. Um, and, and so I really wanted to sort of say, look, this is the map. This is how you get there. And it's not, it's not just about stopping alcohol. It, 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 it evolves from that. I mean, that's just the first bit. Um, and then it evolves into everything else, like what you're eating, uh, how you're sleeping, how you deal with anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. So I just, I just wanted to give back and write it all down. And, and, and I, I suppose to be perfectly honest, it was quite therapeutic for me as well to write all this stuff down as I was doing it. And it became like my journal and my, my Bible of, you know, how, how I was doing it. Um, and then I just thought, well, I, it, I didn't really know what the title of the book was going to be until, you know, six months in. Um, but I knew it was about habit change, about finding your well-being, it being in your fifties um uh and the walking back to happiness came out of the fact that i was started walking every day and i really was now what i would call truly happy and and you know happiness is not happiness for me used to be you know getting on a plane and jumping off in barbados you know or you know it was the destination um uh, or it was the present or it was like you know watching the football game whereas whereas now it's different. I mean, happiness for me really is the journey. It, it, it's how I live my life. Um, and, you know, it's not just about those hedonistic um, feelings. It's it's about connection. It's about accomplishment, uh, relationships. There are so many constituents of happiness, which comes out in the book, obviously, because the book is called Walking Back to Happiness. And, and, it, and it's, uh, it's like a roadmap, really, of how you can change change your life um, uh, or improve your life or make little changes to it if need be um, uh, to, to having a better well-being. So what's next on your journey? Uh, I'm probably going to write another book um, uh, along the same lines in the well-being space. Um, I've already got ideas for that, which obviously I, I would never tell <laughs> before, before it's copyrighted and, and written down. Um, I, I've qualified recently as a positive psychology coach. Um, so uh, that business is is up and running and I'm actually coaching people um, at the moment. 
Um, so my plans are really to expand that business uh, to help people who want to take a break from the booze, uh, who want to change their habits, who want to sleep better, who want to eat better. Um, obviously, I'm in my 50s, so I think I think uh, you know my my target audience tends to be people who are a little bit older. I mean, 20 or 30 year olds probably don't want to listen to like someone in their 50s telling them about how to live their life. Never know, never know. But you know, in saying that, that there are a couple of people who I who do I am working with in that age bracket. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really enjoying um being an author um uh being a coach and uh and and giving back i suppose it sort of it feels like you know my my day-to-day work now is what i really really love doing and so i've managed to sort of link my purpose with what i do um and and so so yeah it's uh you know touch wood it's all going in the right way for me your story is is really incredible and also I, a lot of people will be able to take elements from it the entire thing from it and I think that's that's really important where can people go to find out more about you your social media 9km by 9am and also to see the book yeah sure so so, so basically the, my website is 9km by 9am.com uh, and that that is like the the portal really for the the book uh, the coaching and the walking uh, on social media again I'm 9km by 9am uh, and my book is called Walking Back to Happiness uh, and it's on Amazon so and it's in uh, Kindle and hardback and paperback so if you just put Walking Back to Happiness into into Amazon that'll come up but yeah if you want to get in touch with me 9km by 9am is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the one is the one to use. And Nigel, the final piece of wisdom I'll be asking from you is what is a piece of advice that you would give for one of our podcast guests? There's loads and loads and loads of things, but let me just get to one. Okay, so so um, I didn't know you were going to ask me this, but um, top of my head, the one that's going to come out is um, the world is your oyster. And I think... Uh, the story on this is is that I spent, um, well, we all spend a lot of time um, cracking open, cracking open oysters, um, and a lot of them we put a lot of energy into, and some of them never open. Uh, a lot of them we put a lot of energy into, and they open, and there's no pearl inside. Uh, but now and again, once in a while, you put that energy in, and you open it, and inside is the pearl. And for me, um, this whole journey I've been on of changing my story um, and finding the happiness uh, is I opened that that oyster and I, and I found that pill, which was going alcohol free and what that led to. Um, so the word of wisdom is 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 keep looking for the oysters, keep cracking them open. And if there's no pearl inside, just keep going, because one day you will open one and inside will be the pill that you are seeking. Nigel, that's a fantastic point to end on. Really appreciate your time and for coming onto the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Outside and Active podcast. I've been Dom and I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and taken some inspiration from Nigel's story. 
As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to leave it a rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you think there's someone that would enjoy this just as much as you, then make sure to forward it on to them. We'll be back next week with another great episode and another inspiring guest. But until that time, enjoy the outdoors. Hold up. 